Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Vancouver Canucks edition number two. <laughs> and I am once again joined by Ken Baskey, who is actually nice enough to join us when he's sick. So everyone should give him lots of love when we post this. Um, Ken, how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with all right today. We'll go with okay. Um, yeah. So, like I said when I was speaking to you earlier via email, we had a chance to chat back in December. Um, and a lot of times when I've been doing these little Q and A's, I've kind of only been doing them for the first game that the Flyers have played against these teams, just because I, unless something has drastically changed, I feel like it's not super interesting to revisit. But this time I wanted to, um, because when we last, when our teams last played each other, it was right after the Flyers kind of blew everything up um, and they were an absolute mess. And so now they're not. <laughs> and I kind of thought it would be interesting to just revisit a little bit um, to see how these two teams have changed over the last couple of months. And I wanted to know, so we know what's changed for the Flyers, obviously. New GM, new coach. They're actually winning games, which is different. Um, people are playing well. Carter Hart's up and kicking butt. All that kind of stuff is good. What has changed for the Canucks over the last couple of months? Well, I think the first thing is that they're actually healthy for the yeah. first time in forever. You know, they have a, a full healthy lineup, which has been huge. Um, they did make a couple of small trades. Uh, one of them was uh, trading Anders Nielsen to Ottawa to enable them to finally get Thatcher Demko up from Utica. And uh, this is the goalie of the future for the Canucks. So, I mean, you can understand our excitement wanting to see this guy play. The problem is, is nobody was expecting Jacob Markstrom mm. to turn into a number one goalie this year. I mean, they had always hoped. I mean, when they traded Roberto Luongo to Florida and got Markstrom in return, that was the hope was that he was going to become this number one goalie and it's taken him a while, but he's been phenomenal this year. And alongside Elias Pettersson, the Canucks are not where they are this year without Markstrom. It's yeah. just that, you know? So I think, yeah, the, the fact that they're actually healthy now mm -hmm. is probably the biggest thing for them. Yeah. I think I, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, when I looked yesterday, I think I saw that Markstrom has like a nine twenty three right now. See? Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah, and he was he was great again last night against Colorado too. You know, yeah. I mean the Canucks with the D that they have, they're not going to be a shot suppression team. Yeah. That's just not in the cards. So when they can play reasonably well on defense, that seems like a victory in itself. And um, Markstrom has just done a great job of shutting the door. You know, I mean he's had off nights. Sure, all goalies do, mm -hmm. but. Uh, you know, especially like December. December is why they're sitting in a uh, a wild card spot right now because he was just amazing through that month. Yeah, and I think that you can't really undersell how important it is to have reliable goaltending. Like, pretty much the only reason the Flyers have been able to turn it around as much as they have is the fact that Carter Hart is so far looking to be exactly what we thought he was going to be. Yeah, and yeah, he's been that, really good. Yeah, having that just reliability I think back there gives the rest of the team a little bit more freedom to play a more open kind of hockey and it makes everything better. So yeah, it's good. So you brought up Elias Pettersson and I wanted yep. to talk 
about him again. We talked about him a lot in December because even back then he was lighting the world on fire. And I think that there was probably, I mean, I think it was reasonable to ask at the start of the season, like, is this kid going to keep it up? Like, who knows if that's going to happen? And he uh, has apparently kept it up. Yep. He's still lighting the world on fire. Um, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but there's really no chance the Canucks are this close to a playoff spot without him playing this well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's not just his offensive capabilities, but it's, he, it's his... 200 foot game right mm-hmm. now. That's, I mean, my favorite play of his last night was, um, you know, when they were, the game was still fairly well in hand for the Canucks, but he, he gave the puck away in the uh, Colorado zone and then chased the guy down and stole the puck back from him in the, the Canucks zone and moved it back up the ice again, you know, and it's those little things that he does defensively that make him such a dangerous player because he has great wheels. He has great hands, but he never gives up on a play Mm. and he has the ability to just completely neutralize other offense, you know, offensive players on the other team. So, you know, I mean, we didn't think we were getting that. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, maybe some people who analyzed him a lot closer than, than, the average person but um you know there's just always seems to be little things that he does that just shock you you know well yeah so. i mean as, as somebody watching from the outside like i really know elias Pettersson from highlight real goals which he seems to score a lot of um but not a lot of i think there's not a lot of attention paid to the fact that he's also good defensively and yeah. that i mean coupled with the the scoring you can't yeah that's pretty impressive considering how old he is yeah like i won't be shocked to see him win a selkie trophy down the road Mm. in his career at all you know i mean he's just that defensively responsible so you think he has the calder locked up seems like oh yeah yeah Yeah. i mean unless unless he's ends up getting injured and goes out Mm -hmm. for the season then uh (laughs) you know it's his and uh yeah i I, I think it's foolish to think that anyone's going to take it from him but out yeah. here, we're kind of um, having little pipe dreams about Carter Hart playing lights out for the rest of the season and maybe getting. Well, uh, I will say that if if Hart had played a full season, yeah, at the way he's playing, it would be a lot closer race than any of the other players that are in it right now. You yeah, know? I think so too. It's it's hard though because um, Hart didn't play very well in the AHL to start the season, so. It's hard to say. It's hard to know if he would have been this good if we brought him up early. But yeah, yeah. Is Sometimes now. it's just the situation that you're put into that uh, makes you respond the way you do. So yeah. So I mentioned that the right now, as we stand, or at least when I looked yesterday, the Flyers or the Vancouver Canucks are, I think, tied points wise for yeah. the second wild card spot. But I think you're just outside because of the tiebreakers. Yep. Um. So you know, right in there. Yep. Yeah, and they, you guys get in. They you, moved in last night with the oh, wins. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So do you think that the, that you guys are going to need to make any moves at the deadline to improve the chances of you getting well into the playoffs? Or do you think that this is the roster they're going to stick with? Well, it's tough to say because I don't think this is a team that can go deep. Mm-hmm. Even if they do make the playoffs, and I'm still not 100% convinced that they do. They have a they have a tough month 
I mean, there's a lot of games to play. They've got three back-to-backs this month, all on the road. Um, and then, you know, March and the last couple games of April are fairly easy. I mean, their their quality of competition is pretty easy compared to the other teams that they're fighting with right now. But I think um, the the GM, Jim Benning, is already committed to not trading away draft picks. Yeah. So we know that if they're going to make any kind of moves, it's either going to be um, moves that are going to allow them to maybe shift out some cap space for signing somebody in for next year. Or, you know, like say if a guy like Alex Edler, which he said all along, he doesn't want to, if he waves so that they can trade him out to a contender and then re-sign him in the off season. And, mm-hmm. you know, there there's people saying, well, you know, there's no guarantee that he'll do that. Like, I'd say if the Canucks were able to get him traded, it would be probably 70 to 80% chance that he re-signs with Vancouver in the off season. I mean, this is his home. He's been 100% committed to the team all this time. So, you know, I can't, he'd have to be handed a dump truck full of money basically. And I don't think that's going to happen. So, but um, no, overall, I don't see them doing a whole lot of moves. I I know that they'll have to make some kind of an adjustment on D with um, Quinn Hughes coming in to play once the college season is done. And, uh, you know, all that depends on how deep they go in the play in their playoffs and stuff. Um, You know, and, and then it becomes, okay, well, who ends up getting shipped out? Right. Yeah. You know, we keep hoping it's Erica Branson, but, you know, <laughs> good things don't happen to us, so. Yeah, I guess having to make room for Quinn Hughes is, like, a good problem to have. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know. Um. So, in addition to Elias Pettersson, it seems like Bo Horvat and Brock Besser have found a little bit of offensive magic for you guys. Mm-hmm. I think um, Besser just got his 50th goal last night, right? Yep. yep. Yeah which is pretty cool. I like that kitty's fun to watch. Um, Considering how well these two have been playing together, if you were coaching the Flyers, how would you suggest that they shut them down? Uh, That's a good question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times they say that the the best defense is offense, right? Mm -hmm. And um, defensively is where... Besser, at least, kind of struggles a bit with the game. So trying to keep him out of the offensive zone as much as you can is probably the best thing against him. With Horvat, I think it's a little different. You know, I, he's made a lot of strides in his 200-foot game, and, you know, he's been playing against some of the toughest competition of any, of any center in the NHL this year. Yeah. I mean, he's just been a, a workhorse for the team, you know, especially when um, – they had all the injuries, you know, he was taking all the important face-offs and stuff, you know, and uh, like last night, even they had him take a defensive zone face-off with the fourth line. Mm. And then as soon as he could, he got off the ice, Tyler Mott came on, they kept the fourth line out there. And this was after a TV timeout fourth line ends up getting a shot from the point Mott tips it in for a goal, you know? So just the way that, 
they've been using Horvat this year is, you know, and the fact that he's been able to produce point wise, although he's been a little slow of late, you know, still what he brings to the team is more than just points, Yeah. you know, and that's why I think a lot of people want to see him become the captain because, you know, he does, he really leads by example. And I think that, um, you know, shutting him down offensively doesn't necessarily mean you've shut him down. So. So I think that we're all even out here in Philly, pretty familiar with the big names on the Canucks. We've kind of talked about most of them. Um, Is there anyone who is lesser known who is playing particularly well right now that we should keep an eye out for? Um, Yeah. uh, Troy Stetcher has really made some uh, improvements this year on defense. Him and Ben Hutton, I think. Hutton, not quite as much, but Stetcher especially, is really starting to develop into a solid top four guy for the Canucks. Um, He's not a super huge guy, but he's what he's done because of that is made a real focus to positional play and, you know, how to use your stick properly, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to read plays better and stuff. And he's made leaps and bounds to become one of the Canucks more reliable guys. Now there was a, I think, I'm pretty sure they had him paired up with uh, Erica Branson for a while. And that pairing was a nightmare. Yeah. And then of course they take, take good Branson away from him and he looks great. So, you know, obviously we we know what the problem there is, but um, yeah, overall, I think he's been really good. He's not going to put up a ton of points, but you know, he's one of those guys, you know, especially with Edler and Tan of getting older, he, you know, he's, got a little more speed than those two and he has that ability to make a good first pass. He can take the puck out on his own as well, you know? So in terms of what they're looking for, as we start preparing for a guy like Quinn Hughes, who's, you know, I don't want to, I'm not necessarily comparing, but you know, he's a Paul coffee ish type, Mm. you know, very offensive minded defenseman we need guys that are going to be solid in the back end as well as Hughes takes the time he's going to need to learn that aspect of the game at the NHL level. So I think that uh, overall Stetcher is the kind of guy that uh, is going to hopefully be around for a while for the Canucks. And he's, he's fun to watch. I think if you appreciate the defensive side of the game. Yeah. I do. I, I like watching defensemen, uh, defensemen, especially the ones who you don't hear their name a lot because they're doing their job so well. I feel like that's a thing with defensemen. Like you're not noticing them. It's exactly doing their job. Well, so if you like make it a point to focus in on a guy who's just playing defense really well, it's yeah. fun to watch. It's like, yeah, like you'll hear Derek Pouliot's name a lot on Monday night, but you won't hear stature quite so much. So, mm-hmm. you know, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to ask you is last game was a pretty definitive victory for the Canucks, 5-1. to one. Um, But as we've discussed, some things have changed for both of these teams. Do you think the outcome is going to be any different tomorrow night? Uh, well, I think it should be. I mean, as far as, like, the way the Flyers came into that one, you know, they were a team that was down mm-hmm. and, you know, we apologize for kicking you while you were down, but um, you, know, <laughs> you, you did end up getting some good out of it. 
because eventually your coach was fired. That's true. And, you know, so we're happy to have helped you with that because that was something that obviously needed to be done. Um, That being said, you know, I've been trying to pay attention as much as I can to what's been happening with the Flyers since then. And man, they're just rolling right now. And and it's not that they're even necessarily dominating all the games, but they're finding ways to win. And that's, that's what you want. I mean, you know, when you, when you've got the positive frame of mind and stuff and you've got good goaltending, you're going to start getting those bounces. You know, you create your own bounces, right? So yeah, I think, you know, and Edmonton's a team, you know, they're struggling right now. So the fact that you guys were able to come back and then get the overtime win, that was great. Yeah. That's, so, the, that's the thing that's been so wild about this little seven game streak they've put together is that um, they haven't played that well during it. Like if you look at the underlying numbers for a lot of those games, they weren't terribly good. Yeah. But like you said, they're finding ways to win. And yeah. a lot of it is on the back of us actually getting really solid goaltending for once and having a goaltender steal games, which is not something we're used to happening here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird, fun place to be right now. The Flyers fan. I think we had all kind of settled into the fact that we were going to just like tank it out the rest of the season and maybe get a lottery pick. But now people, I think, are coming back around and making a push, which is just yeah. crazy. I never saw this happening. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, the, the way that they've been playing lately is kind of a lot like the way the, the Canucks have played this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, November was really bad, but December they were they were really, really great. And they're they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know. The January was a bit of a struggle and stuff, but you know, last night was a great game. I mean you know, everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, they've had all this time off and that's sometimes not a good thing. And they're playing in Denver, which can, it has a unique, because of the altitude and yeah. stuff like that, even a rested team can have trouble with adjusting to the altitude and stuff like that. But last night, I mean, you know, they were, they were really good. They did a great job of shutting down the big guys from Colorado and, you know, they dealt with some pretty bad refing in that game yeah they didn't you know let it worry them too much and you know they got Nikolai Goldobin back into the lineup after sitting out a few games and he you know stepped up scored a power play goal last night which is good for the people that you know want to see this kid get it turned around so yeah it's it's pretty nice when it's fun right yeah yeah for sure because we have suffered through some just dreadful hockey over the last few years. I mean, just ask an LA Kings fan how things are going for them right now. You know, I mean, we lived with that. It um, is, it gets to be rough. Like yeah. the, the second and third year of things being terrible, but hopefully yeah. for both of our teams, things will look up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Philly, you know, obviously they're going to need to make some, decisions in the off season they've got mm-hmm. some free agent guys that are going to need to be dealt with and stuff but you know so there's a lot of similarities between them and the canucks there as well yeah but, all right okay. so that's all i've got for you kent thank you very much again. no problem thank you always happy to do this and- yeah we've got the canucks 7 p.m puck drop 
because they are in Philadelphia, so we don't have to stay up late, which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. everybody on the West Coast will be leaving work early, I guess. And... Yeah, <laughs> works for everybody, right? Everybody wins. There you go. We get to go to bed early. You guys have an excuse to leave work early. Everybody wins.